I'm Denise. She's a non-fiction editor. And I'm Louise. She's a fiction editor. And together, we're the Editing Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Editing Podcast. So Denise, I'm feeling a little wiped out this week, if I'm honest. Like I've been podcasting a lot over the past few years. Hmm, I know what you mean. It feels like, I don't know, we're recording our 100th episode or something. Would you like to shout that a little bit louder? (laughs) I think it's best if you do the shouting, really, because recently you did win the Favourite Accent Award from our listeners again. (laughs) I know. I mean, what can I say? I'd like to thank my family. (laughs) Save your Oscar speech for another time, Cal. Let's chat instead about this massive journey we've been on. What a good idea, yeah. And it has been a journey, a big learning curve. Mm. And so we're going to share some tips with you just in case you fancy trying it too. Yeah, that's right. So we've broken down this episode into various sections. First, we'll look at what's involved in putting an episode together. Then we'll chat about how long it takes. And then we'll have a look at ways in which we've made the workload less of a burden, efficiency strategies, in other words. Yeah. And then we'll share some tips on working with a partner, things you might consider to ensure the relationship works. And we'll also talk about what the costs of podcasting are and how Patreon fits into our way of doing things. And then we'll wrap up with some of the things we're considering in terms of accessibility. Yeah. So let's start with creating an episode. Um, There's a process we go through, isn't there? And yeah. It starts with deciding what we want to talk about. <laughs> it's a good place to start. Yeah. But that means creating the words, which means writing a script. Yeah. And not all podcasters use scripts, but we love them. We do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because they keep us on track and they help us speak more fluently. Now, that's not to say that we don't go off piste sometimes, because we definitely do. Yeah. But the script is behind us all the way. Definitely. And after we've done that, we record the chat. Now, we don't use anything fancy to record, just Zoom and a headset each. Some pro podcasters wouldn't be very impressed by our kit, I don't think. (laughs) But our take on it is that we like to focus on the content. And as long as our chat is clear to our listeners, that's good enough for us. Yeah, exactly. So after that comes the editing part, because while we're all about the good enough, we don't want listeners having to struggle through all the times when we cough or <laughs> when we cough or get our words in a muddle. So we go through each recording and edit it so that it's fit for purpose. Yeah. And after we've done that, we upload the episode to Captivate, which is the hosting platform we use. And then we add the show notes, which includes a summary of the episode and some other important metadata that means the episode's ready for the likes of Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And then we schedule a broadcast date and that's it until it goes live. And then comes the promotion part. And that's making sure that our listeners know it's available. And we do this via social media and our websites. Yeah, and we also provide a, scra- a transcript for our lovely patrons and send them notification that the episode's now available. Yeah, and then we do the whole thing all over again. All over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe some of you are wondering how long all of this takes. Um, I think if we were doing this individually, you'd be looking at a good eight hours per episode, especially when you're new to it. Yeah, and I don't have any doubt about that at all. It's at least that. Yeah, And we've definitely got faster as we've got more experienced. But what you've just alluded to there is the key issue. 
we're not working individually mm. and we never were. Yeah. There's always been two of us and that's been critical to our efficiency. Share the load. Mm-hmm. Can't recommend that highly enough. And actually, that efficiency strategy has also made the whole journey way more fun. Well, for oh. me at least. Uh, absolutely yeah do you agree I do we concur on that one (laughs) well it it doesn't feel like work because you're in it together and you've got each other's backs so so maybe we should talk quickly about exactly how we divide up the work because I think one of the things that can really make a difference is working out what each partner's strengths are definitely so Denise and I are both comfortable writing but I'm more comfortable. <laughs> I think you're not a fan of the blank page, are you, Cal? Oh, God, I detest the blank page, whereas you're all about it. I'm Harmby. Give me the blank page and let me fill it with words. <laughs> <laughs> but you're really good at the scope and sequence. So even if we're tackling a topic that you're going to take the lead on, you'll scope it out, creating headings and bullet points that give shape to the thing. Yeah, and then you fill it in with all the nice fluffy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so that works because I'm doing something I really like doing. But what I'm not so enamoured about is the tech side. I can do it, but I don't get excited about it and I do it more slowly. That's definitely your bag. Yeah, true. I do really like to geek out with the tools in Audacity. That's the editing software we use (laughs) and tidy things up and play with the settings to get the sound as good as I can. Yeah. And while Denise does that and the Patreon tech, I work on the show notes and the social media graphics. Because you're a bit of a Canva nerd. I'm a total Canva nerd. (laughs) (laughs) For the uninitiated, Canva is a gorgeous, user-friendly design tool that means even those with no clue about how to make a pretty graphic can, well, make a pretty graphic. Yeah. Yeah. And what that means is that all the work that we need to do to get the episode live and visible is halved. Half the work, half the time. Half the stress, but double the fun. (laughs) If you fancy giving podcasting a go as part of your editorial business marketing strategy, think about whether you might do it with a partner, which begs begs the question, who should you choose? Now, that is worth digging into. So perhaps the best way to approach that is on the understanding that liking someone just isn't enough. (laughs) It, it, It just isn't. Louise and I do really like each other. I actually love you, just saying. Oh, I love you too, darling. But that's not (laughs) enough, is it? No, it's not. (laughs) So we've already talked about how we've got different skills and interests, writing and designing versus scoping and audio editing. But there's another thing that we found really useful. Tell them, Cal. It's our specialisms. Mm. So we've found it really useful that I'm a non-fiction editor and Louise is a fiction editor. And that means that we can bring different experiences to the table when we're thinking about what topics to discuss and which guests to talk to. And it could have just as easily been that we work for different client types or we specialise in different types of editing. Mm. It doesn't really matter what the differences are, just that there's variety that we can call on to help us appeal to different listeners and their needs. Yeah, absolutely. Just keeping it broad. Mm. But even that's probably not the core of a successful partnership. I I think there's something even deeper than that, something that underpins it all. And that's drum roll. (laughs) It's commitment. Yeah, that's so true. You've both got to commit to it, haven't you? You've got to agree that you'll each do your bit, that you'll stick with the schedule you've agreed. And if you can't, that's fine. But you've got to be prepared to communicate what the problem is so you can work out how you're going to fix it together. Oh, absolutely. Because if one person ends up bearing the brunt, 
that relationship's going to break down. Mm. And maybe you'll end up not loving each other after all. <laughs> and we've worked really hard on putting that commitment front and centre of this podcasting journey. We really have. And we recommend you do that too. If you decide to work with a partner, get that stuff agreed and understood right at the outset so that you're both clear about what's expected and who's going to do what and when. So let's talk about the costs of all this, Dee, because it isn't free. It is not free. No. So obviously there's the opportunity cost. The time you commit to doing this work for your business means you can't do other things in that moment. So you've got to be on board with that and frame it within the context of a broader marketing strategy that acknowledges that there's a price to making your editorial business visible. Yeah, but there are hard costs too. So you'll need a way to host your podcast. Now, you could stick a bunch of audio files on your website, but ideally you want a platform that's designed to host audio content and that's set up to ensure that your podcast is available on all the apps people commonly use to access audio content. Yeah, so the apps we're talking about are Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher, just to name a few. That hosting will cost you, though, of course, if you're working with a partner, you can split that. Yeah, so Captivate starts at £17 a month. Libsyn, another well-known host, starts at a fiver, though, frankly, the monthly upload capacity is small and the analytics function costs extra. But, you know, that might be great for starting out. Just mm. certainly wouldn't knock it. Yeah. The comparable plan with our Captivate one is around £20, I think. Yeah. Other hosts you could look at include Buzzsprout, Anchor and Podbean. Yeah. And so to offset some of the costs of our time and the hosting fees, what we've done is sign up with Patreon and our patrons support us with a few pounds a month, enough to buy us a cup of tea. And that enables us to cover a little bit of the cost of the work that we put in. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, lovely patrons. We are so grateful to you. Yes, thank you. So we should mention that um, those patrons do get a little something as a thank you. And that's the PDF of the transcript. And that helps those who might want to revisit some of the content at a later date, but don't want to trawl through the audio again. Yeah, it's just an alternative way of being able to access it. But for some members of our audience, it's essential because mm. they're members of the deaf community and the written content is the only way they can access it. Yeah. And that accessibility issue is something we're alert to. And it's a thing because podcasting is at its heart problematic from an accessibility point of view because it's audio. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to hear to participate fully. And so we've created the transcripts to help with that. And yet we're aware that we're not making these available to everyone for free of charge. It's a tricky one, isn't it, Louise? Yeah. Because if we were to do that, we'd not be acknowledging the support we get from our patrons. Which means we'd need to develop another reward, which means more hours we've got to put in. Yeah. And then the whole venture risks becoming impossible because we have jobs and other responsibilities and there are only 24 hours in a day. Yeah. And honestly, accessibility is such a challenge, I think, for people like us, because we could ask ourselves, what about all the people whose first language isn't English? Maybe we need translations of the audio content and the transcripts. Mm. So I think I think it's fair to say that where we are at the moment is in a place where we're saying we know our podcast isn't as accessible as it could be. We're owning that, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, we are. But for now, we're doing the best we can with the resources and time that we have. And we know we can do better, but we're grateful if you can be patient while we figure out how to be better. And to anyone listening who's thinking about doing a podcast, take a moment to consider how you're going to tackle accessibility. Definitely. 
And where are you going to draw the line? Where are you going to draw your boundaries so that you can sustain the work? What compromises will you make? And how will you communicate those to your audience? We don't have all the answers, I'm afraid. (laughs) Nope. Still learning. Always learning. Indeed. Yeah. So that's it for this episode, our hundredth. Thank you so much for listening to us again and for listening to all our previous episodes. If you'd like to help support the editing podcast, you can join our Patreon community for only £3 a month. I can't believe it when you just said that there. I know. 100 episodes. 100 episodes. It's amazing. Amazing, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we'd love to have you on board. So if you're interested, hop over to patreon.com forward slash editing podcast. As we said, all our patrons get exclusive access to a huge batch of transcripts. And we'll drop a link in the show notes for you. In the meantime, she's been Denise. And she's been Louise. Join us again next time. Bye-bye. Bye.